listening to the First and a Lot podcast. Here are your hosts, Joey and Don. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of First and a Lot. I'm Don. That's Joey. What it do, Joey? How's it going, man? Good, good. Uh, Joey's back from Vegas. Um, I survived the heat and then the monsoon and a little touch of a hurricane. Uh, but it, we, we didn't get hit by it. We didn't get hit. But uh, how was Vegas, Joey? It was a blast. Um, expensive. But it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I have no complaints. Got to party it up, have some amazing food, win some money on roulettes. Um, you know, I had a couple bad beads in the ninth inning, but you know, it happens. But yeah, overall, mm. just, just a great time. Name drop some spots and some people. Did you meet anybody? <laughs> I'm, I'm hinting. <laughs> um, yeah, just a few, you know, we, uh, able to grab the chef's table at best friends so uh got to have dinner and get to talk to you uh roy Choi, who owned the restaurant there so that was super cool man he was awesome really cool guy um food's amazing i don't know if you've ever That's been dope. there so good no, no. <laughs> um you know big time fusion a lot of flavor but even just in his restaurant man it's like 90s hip-hop music going on everyone's wearing track suits you know, you got that solo cups with the slushies. It's phenomenal. Oh. Damn, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, went day clubbing full party. Uh got to hang out with Timmy Trumpet in the DJ area. Super super cool guy. You know, got some pictures with him and uh man, that that stuff is crazy fun. Uh man. I I, I would lose probably uh 20 pounds if I went to one of those shows because they get down. <laughs> you get down. You know, the coolest part though is like, man, Timmy Trumpet had the champagne showered. Man, I got finished in champagne and freaking <laughs> great used vodka, like the big old like Costco bottles. Oh, man. Oh, it, <laughs> it was, it was fire. It was insane. Crazy, crazy atmosphere. Um, you know, of course, you're spending 20 bucks a beer, but. Uh, you know, as Vegas, as full party clubbing prices, right? Beautiful ladies, beautiful ladies, I bet. I mean, it's a full party, you get, you know, the the whole trick is to wear some sunglasses, right? Because, yeah, you're outside, but then, you know, if you have that wandering eye, you won't get caught, so. <laughs> so, before we um, get get going, how 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 do you plan your trips? I'm always like, so somebody novice, like they, they don't go to Vegas a lot or they want to get the most bang out of their buck. Where should they start with planning the trip? Because I know there's websites, there's VIP passes. Um, where do you start? First thing first is pick your hotel, your resort that you want to stay at, right? And the reason why I say this is because there's really three main areas when you think about Las Vegas Strip. You got the north side, you have central, then you have down south, right? And it's if you're down south, it's not easy to get to the north side. Like, if you're not taking Ubers all the time or have your own car, there's mm -hmm. no way you can walk in, right? It's just too far. So you really got to plan on what 
area of the strip you want to be at. So that's first thing you want to do. From there, what I do is, you know, I'm setting on my my uh, dinner reservations, making sure I choose where I want to go. Um, you know, put the little VIP so each day experience. Is out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Throw that I out like there. That. You, you know, there's also concierge at all these major hotels too. So they'll help you set up any reservations that you want as well. But definitely do that in advance because some of these places, I mean, it could take uh, months in advance to get a, a spot. I yeah, you, You're right. I've hopped in the car with the missus and we've just gone to a spot and then not knowing what the hell to do. Then you get home and you see all these cool spots that we could have gone on, on TV shows and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, good, good advice. Good advice. Speaking of Vegas, there was a conference that used to have their Pac-12 championship in, in Vegas. That's going to be in flux because the Pac-12 is no more as we know it. <laughs> Didn't we call it? We called it. There did. Right after, uh, our last podcast, um, I, the final nail in the coffin was the TV deal that they never had, mostly streaming. And then um, there was like a zero-hour countdown with the uh, commissioner. They still didn't like the numbers on that deal. Uh, Apple would have to blow up with subscriptions to even make good money. Uh, guaranteed money. I think oh, it was just too many incentives um, built in. Uh, but uh, Oregon and Washington uh, threw up the deuces uh, after hearing their final offer, basically, um, which triggered Arizona and Utah and AS who to, <laughs> to, to, to jump to the Big 12. I think it's going to be huge for Arizona, Arizona basketball. I think it's going to be a nice revenue stream the, the other stadiums are going to be packed. Uh, our stadium should be packed because I hear these Big 12 teams travel. I can't wait for that. Yeah, and then, you know, the other crazy thing about this whole situation is Washington and Oregon are taking a smaller cut of revenue from the Big 10 just to get out of the Pac-12, right? So they're getting paid mm -hmm. a lot less than the LA schools and all the other members. That tells you how bad the Pac-12 media package that he put together was. For them to take half the revenue of all the other schools, it must have been pretty horrible. Yeah, I think um, just listening to other shows, it's like it was in like the 20, 20 milli. Um, and there was no dealy. Um, okay, any last thoughts on that move before we put that one to bed for a minute? I I just hope that we get a little st stability now, right? Um, obviously, the Pac-12 is is dead. Um, there's still a few schools that need to figure out where they're going to go. Um, but I'm really hoping that this is going to settle things up, right? And solidify these conferences, these super conferences now, right? And hopefully all the changes will kind of come to an end. That way, these teams could really build new rivalries, right? Um, build up new traditions, 
as they go into these new conferences and hopefully have success. These teams, it, it's just the fan base um, just isn't there, you know? Um, I went to a Nebraska game uh, a while back with a buddy of mine. Um, Nebraska fans, they stand the whole damn game. Like, we were pre-gaming, and I didn't even make it out of the uh, tailgate before I was up chucking in a, in a John <laughs> in, in, a, in a porta potty. Uh, and then I, I was used to just being a, an Arizona fan. And I was ready to sit down. And my buddy was like, stand up. We stand the whole game here. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But they stood the whole game. It was crazy. It was nuts. It, it was pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool. N nothing like it I've ever seen um, it, from my hometown team. What what else is out there in the sports world? What happened? What, what's, what's been going on? Well, I mean, the talk of town in baseball right now is Shohei and his injury, man. I mean, did you hear about that? Yeah, that's pretty sad, man. Uh, so he's pretty, is he playing or is he done, done for the whole year? So what a mess. Let's just start from the top, right? First of all, this is obviously bad for him, right? But he's still a hell of a player. But this ills the MLB, Major League Baseball. Meaning that, you know, this is one of the greatest players of all time who's about to get this massive contract, gets to choose anywhere he wants to play, and now it kind of puts a damper on things a little bit, you know? And so... Is it wear and tear with that type of injury? I Too much? Uh, think, uh -huh. I don't mean to talk bad about any team, right? You don't know what's going on, but in my opinion, I think the Los Angeles Angels screwed him. They were just as they're, you know, his contract's up. And I think they're trying to milk him for every little bit he has left. Throwing him out there every five or six days while he's playing every other, or pretty much all the other days as a DH. I mean, they are just milking him dry, and look what happens. So, so no load management. Not at all. Not one bit. I mean, he's out there every single day. And um, the part that bothers me the most is that this is the second time in three or four years that he's had this injury. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a major injury. It's a major surgery. And he came back and he was lights out, right? But the list of people to survive two Tommy John surgeries is pretty small. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate. And, you know, I hope... I hope he comes back stronger than ever once again and stays healthy. But, uh, yeah, I think the Angels just got too greedy for what they had. So is it not like um, like a torn ACL? Um, the medicine hasn't progressed to to be a little more successful and get people back on the field faster. So the 
not necessarily speed to get them out there faster. Um, however, back in the 90s, I would even say Tommy John was pretty much like career ending, right? While mm-hmm. now Tommy John, they pretty much say like they make that tendon even stronger than ever, right? So it's like not as bad. You know, a lot of players can come back and be dominant after Tommy John surgery, mm-hmm. which he was. You know, he had the surgery. She's been lights out the last two years pitching. Been incredible, won MVPs, and it happened again. And as I said, you know, that list of people coming back from multiple Tommy Johns and being super successful is a lot smaller. So pretty much not existent. So it's how, how long would you keep him out? You're 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 calling the shots. How long do you keep him out? Whatever team signs him, they're going to sign him for as many years as possible, and they're still going to offer him a, a ton of money, right? Mm-hmm. I would keep him. I would. I wouldn't let him pitch all next year. No pitching. He could still play the DH. Still, you know, get his home runs, produce offensively. However, I feel like he should not be pitching at all next year. I would make the same. The I'd make the same call. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's man, what a player, what a what a phenomenon. You know, today the Angels were in New York playing the New York Mets. Um, man, he he DH he played, and he had so many fans that came out there. A lot of them, you know, just wearing the Shohei jerseys. Um, even a lot of New York Mets fans were cheering him on. Like that's how big and special of a player he is. Is as he travels to different ballparks, the opposing fans are giving him ovations. That's uh, yeah, that's the stuff of legend right there. That's the stuff that you see in uh movies, yeah, basically. So yeah, hopefully okay. he comes back and. If he comes back from this, he will be a legend and an all-time, all-time great. So, um, who do you think signs him? Who do you want to see him with, I should ask, actually? <laughs> I would love to see him play for the New York Mets. I think... Your team. <laughs> being in the Big Apple, being on a team that should be competing for championships every single year. Having the owner with probably the deepest pockets, I feel like it would be a perfect fit. Um, However, as a betting man, as I am, I would put my money on the LA Dodgers to sign him. Oh, really? I would. Okay. I mean, you know, he's currently in LA playing for the red-headed stepchild, you know? I think he wants to be the big bad dog, play for the LA Dodgers. Still, you know, LA's closer to his native Japan. You know, it's not as far as playing on the East Coast, right? Um, I, I just see, I see the Dodgers getting his his talents, as LeBron would say. 
Wow. So you weren't joking. They were saying it could have reached upwards around 500 million. I think I was saying. No, I think after this injury, he'll still get 500 million. Previous so? to this injury, wow. I think he would have gone anywhere from six to seven. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. Yep. Insane. I mean, could you just imagine? I would disappear. <laughs> Play your seven years and get out, right? Well, no, but if someone handed me that money right now, I would just vanish. But <laughs> if I were him, yeah, I'd be living lovely. Okay. Um, speaking of LA, I was just reading about uh, Bronny trying to come back from his uh, cardiac arrest. Looks like it's a heart defect or a congenital heart condition. Um, so I don't know if that means he takes medicine or he's just monitored more closely. Um, but it's it's weird to get such a high-profile player and a highly ranked team, and not a lot of people are going to see them on the West Coast. It's going to be a little interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll get all the medical support that he's going to need. Uh, which I'm really glad, right? You don't want to see any young guy go down with something, you know, as devastating as that. I'm glad they were able to take care of him. And it sounds like he's getting healthy and they understand what the issue is and hopefully they can fix it, right? Um, and, I mean, the the family must have been really scared, right? I, I couldn't imagine going through that. It's really tough. Um, and also as a young guy, right? Just being Bronny himself, like a lot of big dreams and a lot of time and effort put into it. And you're seeing your dreams starting to come true. And now you got to retool and rethink where your life and, you know, potential career could, could go. Right. So um, it, it's good to hear that they're confident that he'll be okay and get back on the court soon. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and the pressure is going to be on him, even with the um, condition. Um, it looks like the his younger brother, um, physically, he looks like he has more uh, tools. Uh, but Ronnie kind of surprised me in the McDonald's uh, All-American game, uh, lighting it up. So the way he played, and I've been watching his um, I don't want to say mixtapes, but I've been watching um, his AA ball um, highlights and some of his team uh, on YouTube for, you know, a couple years. And it, his, his game never really stuck out until that McDonald's game. So maybe I'm just missing some of the pieces of, of his game, miss some of his highlights. But um, he showed some promise. Mm -hmm. so the, um, one, the one thing I got to say real quick is that the work ethic of that family is so strong, right? Like they put the time in, you know, they, they, you see them po post videos of them practicing and shooting and just always trying to get better. So yeah, he might not have all the same tools as obviously his dad or even his younger brother, but at least, you know, he'll put in the time and effort to continue to get better. Right. And, you know, I think that says a lot about, any player, right, that's really focused and has is driven to do well. So 
I think he'll be okay. I think he'll he'll continue to get better, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in the NBA one day. Yep, yep. Uh, if he couldn't play, so let's say it it's um a condition that you know he could unfortunately may pass from, right? Um, if I were him, I would just focus on being a businessman because. LeBron is the blueprint, the gold standard of being a player CEO. You know what I mean? So I think he's going to learn from LeBron in that aspect as well. And he's going to be good. He's going to be good no matter what happens. But um, let's let's move to uh, the NFL. And you brought up a, a good point earlier. Um, we're going to get into our fantasy talk and uh, previews here coming uh, shortly, like in the coming weeks. Well, let's talk about the value of uh, running backs. What yeah, is going on with that? It's crumbling. Um, there's so many holdouts right now. P- a lot of players are demanding trades. And even some of the top players were getting released, like Dalvin Cook and even Zeke, right? Big-time names, big-time guys who produced at the highest level in the NFL just getting released for nothing. And all these teams are starting to have cold feet to paying these these guys, you know? They're not val- valuing the running back position anymore, and it's it's going to be a problem, I think. What do you think? I see it. And I think it goes back a very long time, right? Um, I always think of Barry Sanders being on the Lions and being one of the greatest players in NFL history, but being stuck on that team. <laughs> now it's the opposite. <laughs> now the teams could just get, get rid of you and bring in somebody else and <laughs> give them the ball. It's so ironic and sad and boy a what the one of the biggest what ifs in nfl history if, if um barry sanders was uh on a better team or behind a better line um but today's football i'm going to ask you as well when did it s- start to go downhill um for running backs and that job security. I don't know. I don't think they ever had job security, but for that job. When did it start crumbling down? I would say it's a double-edged sword, right? If you think back at, uh, remember Le'Veon Bell? He refused, you know, these guys are refusing to play on a contract that they signed because they want more money, right? And I think People started getting a bad taste in it. Like, I just people, I should say GMs and owners, right? They started getting a bad taste in their mouth thinking that these players should complete the contract that they signed, right? And, you know, yeah, they might have one year left on their contract, but now they're demanding a new one or they won't play, even though they signed the contract years ago, right? And I think that just started to upset these owners and GMs, and they started to play hardball back. And I think it just led to a big discord and um, 
a lot of headbutting over that issue. Ah, okay. So you kicked it to me for my thoughts. I kicked it back to you because I wanted to uh, get your thoughts first because I have a theory. I'm going to put on my full hat. It's because of money. Money is the root cause. And offense puts those butts in the seats. And that's why they got all the holding penalty rules and hitting the quarterback, keeping the quarterback up, running the football, unless you're Derrick Henry and you can you can score a touchdown pretty much from anywhere on the field. <laughs> running the ball isn't as exciting and lucrative as scoring points. And the way people score in the NFL is throwing that ball. So it's a combination of making that money, getting uh, putting those butts in the seats, and being able to throw the ball downfield and putting uh, points on the board. That's why Christian McCaffrey makes uh, what eleven million? That's you... why. What's that? Okay, going back to what I said. Do you think these players should fulfill the contract that they signed? Yes and no. This, so let me let me start with the no. If you don't like what you get paid, then be the player that makes that money. I'm kind of stealing. Um, I, I heard that from the Arizona uh, Wildcats running back coach. Um, if you want that money, be that player, basically, right? right. Um, but if you're going to sign the contract, fulfill it, but then don't whine when you aren't getting paid and um, you agree to that uh, collective bargaining agreement. I think... The NFL has players scared that they won't find a team and they agree to this, this dated relationship when, whereas if you look at the NBA, it's completely different. I know there's less players. I know there's less players, but there's, there's gotta be a way to make, um, to make it right. And, th and they're still making a lot of money. Yeah, you know, but I have another question for you, right? And I, I've been meaning to ask you this. In you played football, right? You even played some college ball, high school ball. In your opinion, do you think that playing one game a week is enough, or do you think these teams could essentially play multiple times a week? Because if you look at any other sport, whether it's, you know, baseball playing over 160 games, the NBA playing over 80 games a year, right? Uh, even hockey. Hockey is a very physical sport, and they're playing two, three, four times a week. Do you think football could be able to play more games besides just one a week? Oh, I have layers to that. How many games do, do rugby leagues play a week? <laughs> I'm curious about that now. <laughs> I just, um, you know, because obviously one of the biggest differences is with football, you don't have 
load management issues, right? You have these players, you know, as long as they're not injured, right? They're out there playing every single week, every single game. Mm -hmm. While when you look at the NBA and stuff, you know, these guys sit out multiple games because it's a long season, you know? However, I feel like if all the other sports, as I said, hockey is physical, soccer, they're running crazy amount, you know, tons of miles. I feel like they should be able to play more than one game a week. That's my opinion. But then they would want more money. And to answer your question, um, one game a week, and then you have practice all the other days of the week. Uh, and when I played, we were hitting, we were doing blocking drills, we were cutting. Um, Every single day, well, we had like a day off, maybe one or two, um, but it was like film or walkthroughs, things like that. Could I play? I, I don't know. I've just been programmed since Pop Warner. It's been, you know, one game and you recover and you practice. But that's the thing. Why do you have to have five days of practice? I guess we're just in that, that, that tradition, that that uh, mentality, that that's kind of our work week. Yeah, you know, um, you may have to go with more players on the roster in case somebody does get hurt. Um, so is the money there? Uh, because you would need to um, have bodies, and then um, would it get oversaturated? Uh, I, you know, I would love to say that, you know, I followed every second of the XFL, but I didn't. And I would love to say I followed every second of the USFL, um, but I didn't. Uh, would that happen to the uh, NFL if they had more games during the week? Would people tune in? It's a lot of layers. That's a good question. It's a lot yeah, of layers to that. Yeah, who knows, right? I mean, like, I think you bringing up the XFL and all that is key, right? I think... If you look at all these other, um, you know, leagues, whether it's baseball, even basketball, the G League, they all have minor league teams, right? Where, you know, they could pull up players if needed or send them down, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like something like that would have to happen if you were to add more NFL games, multiple games a week, right? Um, man, I, I'm curious. I wonder how that would work out. I think. As a fan, I would watch it. I would love to watch multiple games a week. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just so programmed that how it is, it would never change. But deep down, after you know playing, and I think I could have played multiple times a week. I think I could have could have gotten it done. You know. Yeah, I mean. You well, you play each team twice in your league. I'm just trying to visualize it, or you play them, you know, um, or the season shorter. That's a, that's I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We so let's one think about day, right. <laughs> um, speaking of which, 
what other thoughts do you have this week? Um, I think it's time to talk about our bummy of the week. I, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I got to take a look at some very bummish activity. <laughs> Tell us about it. I think uh, our clear cut bum of the week has to be the president of the Spanish Federation, right? <laughs> uh, for all of our, our uh, listeners who don't follow soccer, um, and especially maybe not even women's soccer, right? But the Women's mm-hmm. World Cup just happened, and our friends in Europe, Spain, won the World Cup. And the president got a little too excited. What can I say, right? I don't know if you all <laughs> seen the video, but as he was congratulating the players, he decided to give one of them a little extra congratulations with a nice little pet. It it wasn't a peck. It was a full on ear cupping, head cupping, uh, smooch. But where 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 does that come from? From him in that moment. Uh, I I don't know to, to just kiss somebody I mean, like that. I, Not even no, on a cheek. Exactly. I mean, it was uh, it's still a place of work, right? And it's still, he's the head boss. And that should never happen to anybody, right? And um, I hope that woman who it happened to, um, I hope she's okay. I'm sure she was shocked in the moment. Um and it sucks because, you know, they just hit the pinnacle of their careers winning the World Cup, right? And that's huge. And now in the aftermath, instead of really celebrating, this is what everyone's talking about is this man's actions. And um, it's it's pretty unfair. It's not pretty. It's, it's very unfair for these women who dedicated so much of their time to be the best they could be in hitting their peak of their professional career. And, and uh, is it almost like, deme- is it demeaning and lessening their um, victory by putting that old time stigma into the equation, like a man taking a woman, grabbing her and, and kissing her? Does it take what they did and, and diminish that? And that, that's the sad part about it. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope... Uh... <laughs> I hope somehow he can get fired or get forced out and um you probably will never get another job again. Mm. Well there you have it. Our thoughts. Don't be a bum. Don't be a bum. Respect any last women. any last thoughts before we close out this episode of First and a Lot. Can you throw like a quarterback first and a lot? <laughs> yeah, um, I am uh, excited for the last couple preseason games. Um, and that way we can really solidify our fantasy talk and what we think this season's going to look like and who's going to be our potential Super Bowl champion, right? So that's always exciting to talk about. Um, guys, also keep an eye on the wild card race in Major League Baseball. 
those teams who are fighting the, for that last spot might be a good look to make some bets, be smart, um, look at the overs right now. The overs are hitting pretty big, so just keep an eye on that as well. I'm excited for college football. No doubt. I think it's my favorite sport. Um, love the pageantry. Love the expansion and the playoff. Uh, love the stories, the uh, rivalries. Can't wait. So we'll be covering here. You'll hear it from us. You'll get it straight. Uh, no, no sugar from us. Uh, this has been another episode of First and a Lot. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Later, guys. Don't be a bum. Don't be a bum. All right, peace.